The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Now, there's a very good chance you'll have heard the Open Book podcast, which is very popular on the Go Loud app. And we're delighted that we're joined by its host, who is also a businesswoman as well as a blogger, Louise Cooney. Thank you very much for joining us for the Culture Club. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit first, though, about the Open Book for those who are not necessarily familiar with it. So Open Book is a podcast that was founded from my virtual book club that I set up during lockdown. And we created a really nice community. There was hundreds of us that would meet every week online to talk about books. And I thought, you know what, now that life has resumed, let's do this in a way that people can listen to it and it will reach people on the go. So we set up a podcast and it's all about open and honest conversations and sharing stories about your life and just the different, you know, things that have shaped it. So, yeah. But it's not about their books that they have either written or that they've read. It's not a book club podcast as such. It was and we've kind of moved away from that into a more broad kind of open topic so everyone can listen. You don't have to be a reader to get involved but if you are we have authors on sometimes and yeah it's kind of for everyone now. Okay very good. So who have you had on uh, for example that we might know? So we had Angela Scanlon on recently who has the Ask Me Anything chat show on RTE every Saturday night. We had Georgie Crawford who has an amazing new book out Glow we had Greg O'Shea, the Olympian, the athlete, the fellow Limerick man. And you didn't mention his Love Island stint. That's what most people would know him for. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah, we've had amazing guests and we have a good lineup for the rest of the season as well. Very good. OK. And the book club, are you still doing that, your virtual book club? We're not anymore. We're not. We're kind of, we kind of chat about what books we like and things like that. But at the moment, we're not doing the book club as part of the podcast. Okay. It's more just about interviewing people, learning about their lives and what's impacted them. Did the book club get you through COVID though? Oh my God, absolutely. I refound my love for reading and just for that escapism you get from it, you know. God, I must have read hundreds of books over, over the, how long did lockdown last? A couple of years. So yeah, and no, are you really still did. reading now that you can get out and about again? I am, I am. And I find I miss it if I don't. It's kind of my my downtime, you know. It's what I do to switch off. We get to books in a little while mm-hmm. because we always start the Culture Club with music. And uh, it gives away people's age when they give us the first piece of music that they remember buying. Yours is Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Which track? Baby One More Time. I think it was 98. Was it 90 or 99? You must have been a baby near yourself at that stage. Yeah, I was six or seven, yeah. Okay, let's hear a little bit of it. imagine that's 20th century music now. Do you still like Britney Spears? I do, I do. I went to her concert a couple of years ago and it was like a major tick off the bucket list. 
But, you know, I think she's going through a lot. She's gone through a hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She'd be somebody to get to talk to, wouldn't she, about what she's gone through in her life. She would be an interesting podcast, yes, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Favourite album. You What have you gone for? So I was touring here, but definitely one by Taylor Swift, because this is what I listen to. I listen to it on repeat. And I know, do you know what? I feel like some people kind of roll their eyes when they hear Taylor Swift. They think it's just albums of breakup songs. But I just think she's the most incredible songwriter of all time. So I went with... 1989 or else lover. I'm torn between the two. I am Taylor Swift obsessed. I just admire her so much. I think the topics she touches on, the way she she speaks, the way she writes, I think she's incredible. She's a really good role model, I think, for women. Okay, let's hear a little bit from the title track of the album, Lover. sort of music by Taylor Swift do you like? Because she does sort of move across genres having come originally from country. I like it all. I know. I, I could listen to every song and know all the words. Did you see her <laughs> when she came to Croke Park in concert? I did. I saw her at the Reputation tour. Yeah. And what and did I, you make of it? Oh, it was amazing. But you know what? She's gotten even better since then. I would love to see her on the Euros tour. My, like people are surprised at how much I can listen to her and repeat and so am I. <laughs> She is a hell of a stage presence as well, though, I thought, from that time in Croke Park. I was yeah. actually at it as well, one of the two nights. And uh, she has this extraordinary ability to command the stage as well that you wouldn't have expected. Perhaps. Yeah, as someone who's not really a dancer, she's really good at performing. What did you think of her? What I enjoyed do you it. think of her? I enjoyed it. Yeah. enjoyed it. OK, uh, so what would your favourite band be? So I'm not a huge band person, but I went with a Limerick band, the Cranberries, the classic. I love Dreams. I love Zombie. And I'm wearing my Limerick colours today. <laughs> I'm a proud Limerick woman, so. OK, well, we have one Cranberries track to play, which if, I don't know if you were in Lansdowne Road last year when Munster played against Toulouse and before the extra time started, the crowd started singing Zombie by the Cranberries. It was spine-tingling. It was mm. absolutely brilliant. And it's becoming that thing with the Munster rugby crowd as well. But let's hear the original from the 1994 album No Need to Argue. Uh, Dolores O'Riordan singing, of course, This Is Zombie.
wonderful zombie by the Cranberries from the album No Need to Argue from 1994. So what about gigs? Do you go to many gigs? I do. I love a concert. I love a concert. I was just at the Arctic Monkeys there last month in Paris. We went over to see them. Lucky you, the Arctic Monkeys. Terrific. My boyfriend's a big fan. So yeah, it was amazing. They were really, really good live. But and coming to Dublin very, very soon in the next few weeks as they well. They are. We're at a wedding that day. And so we went to, to over there to see them. And we got a trip in, you know. That's a good excuse. I can't go see them in Dublin because of a yeah. wedding. So I'd head off to Paris instead. I was trying to use that one myself at some stage. Uh, so what gigs would you pick out as absolute best though? Okay, so I'm going to give you two. What okay. The first one was Beyonce in Coachella 2018. It was an incredible, you know, people will probably remember it um, from the Netflix documentary. She put on just the most amazing performance. She had a pyramid of a jazz band behind her and dancers and everything was in sync. And, you know, the dancing with Beyonce, she's on her world tour at the moment. And like, you're just never disappointed with the performance by her. And it was probably the best she's ever done. And then I'm going to give you Dermot Kennedy as well. I've seen him I've seen him four times now and I'm seeing him again now in July in Thorn Park in Limerick. He his voice and just the passion when he performs, he's unbelievable. You just can't help but sing along and everyone in the crowd is singing and it's emotional, you know. Let's go back though to Beyonce Coachella mm. because it happens. We have a bit of that to play. You ready? Let's go get on. Beyonce, what a pity she's not coming to Ireland as part of this summer's tour. I know, I think you'd be there. You enjoy that track the most. Absolutely. I think I, 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 no, no, I love Zombie, absolutely. <laughs> but I would definitely go to see Beyonce if she came to Ireland again. <laughs> it's big miss. And she's gone to Sunderland in England and she didn't come to Ireland. I know. Tell us a little bit more. I mentioned about blogging. You sort of came to prominence as a fashion and lifestyle blogger and you sort of have an audience of over a quarter of a million people across your various social media platforms. What do you do across those platforms? So I mainly share fashion, beauty, lifestyle. I used to do like kind of a more travel than I do now. It's kind of sharing bits and pieces of my life, you know, and that's been a blog at one point and then it was videos on YouTube and, you know, for the most part it's social media, it's Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and everything else. What sort of response do you get to that? Because I know an awful lot of women in media sometimes find that the response that they can get can be sort of negative and Mm -hmm. aggressive. On the platforms you're on, do you actually find that most people are just, the people that follow you just want that and are not interested in the negative that perhaps other media people get, media women in particular? Oh, I think, you know, when there's negative comments, they'll always shout the loudest and maybe that's what you'll hear and that's what you'll dwell on sometimes. But I have like a really, really supportive, engaged audience that, you know, they get value from what I'm posting and I really do try to give them that. 
In um, what way? What sort of things do you do that you think gives them value? Do you know what? At different stages, it's been it's been different things. I've shared different journeys that I've been on. I moved country and I shared all that online. Um, at the moment, I'm pregnant. So that's and I just I'd like kind of shared that news. Congratulations. Thank you. I just shared that news less than two weeks ago. And for me, it's now sharing, getting used to that and the emotions and all of that. And for me, it helps me as much as it helps the people to talk about what everything you're going through and where you can go for help. And, oh, this helped me and this is what I've found, you know, and it it's just like kind of like a forum, I suppose, in a way. And then what it always comes back to for me is fashion. So that's why I try and kind of base base it around. And when it comes to fashion, what type of things do you, is it your own things that you're producing? Has it gone into that? Yes, that as well. So uh, in 2021, I launched my own activewear line. But before that, it was kind of sharing everything. It was um, what I loved, the different shops, how things fit, the materials, um, delivery experiences, all of that. And now I have my own brand so I can take everything I've learned and bring that to my own brand. And that's been like an amazing learning experience. And what's the name of the brand? Clue Active. C-L-O-O. And how do you sell that? Are you selling it online? Online, yeah. We've done a couple of pop-ups. We did one in Dublin City Centre. We did one in Shaw's. And just to in Limerick in again. Li- in Limerick, Waterford, Castlebar and Port Leash, yeah. Okay. Mm. So is that going to be your career as a businesswoman, do you think? I don't know, Matt. I'm just trying my I have my finger in a couple of different paths. I'm trying to figure it out, you know. You are because you're doing lots of things. <laughs> you have a spread there, definitely. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with more of Louise Cooney's choices for the Culture Club when we come back after this. Welcome back. Louise Cooney is with us. You know her for many reasons if you're a follower on Instagram and other places on social media, but also for the podcast Open Book, which is available on the Go Loud app. So we'll move away from music mm-hmm. and uh, tell us about your favourite movie, please. So for this one, I went for one that just always cheers me up and makes me laugh and Bridesmaids, you know Bridesmaids. It's a brilliant movie. It's yes. hilarious. It's just so funny. I think we all know quotes from that movie and like you just refer to it just to think of those funny moments. So yeah, I love that movie. Particularly the vomiting scene on the Bridesmaids uh, dress fittings. And I was thinking of the, the plane scene. Remember that one? When she gets very drunk on the plane <laughs> and starts wandering trying to get into first class. Yeah, she's ready to party. <laughs> that actually is the clip that we have because that's when Kirsten Wig on the plane, playing the part of Annie, tries to go into first class. Hey, buddy. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. I feel I'm so much more relaxed. Thank you, Helen. I just feel like I'm excited and I feel relaxed and I'm ready to party. Best of them, and I'm gonna go down to the river. <laughs> wow, it looks like somebody's really relaxing now. Yeah, wow. What are you guys talking about up here? We are, um, we're going to a restaurant tonight. I know the owner, yeah. so it's just you coming. Do? Oh, Helen is the Emmy. Big whoop. Okay, let's um, let's go take a nap. What do you say? Miss, you cannot be up here. Hello, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to be here with my friends because I'm with this group. Um, the sign just went off. Can't she stay up here for like a minute? Uh, absolutely stop? not. Coach passengers are not allowed up here in first class. Yeah. It's policy. I'm sorry. Oh, this is a very... This is a very strict plane that I'm on. Welcome to Germany. Our feet are in 
asshole. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't you go on? I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to go. I think it's a good idea. Catch you on the flip side, mother else. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's. I'm leaving. Thank you. Oh, it's a great performance as well. Rose Byrne, Melissa McCarthy, and of course Chris O'Dowd in it as well. Yeah. It's one of those movies, Louise, that even if you switch it on and it's halfway through, you just sort of leave it on mm. and follow it all the way to the finish, no matter what part you come in. Yeah, I think I'm inspired. I'm going to watch it later. Okay. <laughs> Musical. What's your favourite? I went with Wicked for this. It's one of those mu- those musicals you can go into no matter what kind of a day you've had and you are just taken into another world. I saw it in Board Gosh a couple of years ago. And I think it was the West End performance. Yeah. And it was amazing. Oh, my God. The songs, the acting. It's coming out in a movie, I think, this year or next year. Um, Ariana Grande is playing Glinda, the the White Witch. Is that right? I'm trying the to remember. Witch. I remember going with my daughters to see it and enjoying it. And they were big into it. Of course, this mm. is the story that are the alternative story to The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have a clip and it's the original Glinda played by Christian... Uh, Kristen Chenoweth on Broadway. I'll teach you the proper poise when you talk to boys. Little ways to flirt and glance. I'll show you what shoes to wear, how to fix that hair. Everything that really counts to be popular. I'll help you be popular. You'll hang with the right cohorts. You'll be good at sports. Know the slang you've got to know. So let's start, because you've got an awfully long way to go. comes to popular I know about popular and with an assist from me to be who you'll be instead of dreary who you were well are there's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular Lar. Wicked. I'm surprised, Louise, that isn't actually a movie already that's only been made for the first time. I know. I feel like it's going to be very big. I just saw the new Little Mermaid movie, the real life one. How was it for you? Oh, it was amazing. I had, had, you know, I hadn't set my expectations too high because I think compared to the original, but it was incredible. I would love to see a making the movie of how they did it. It's fascinating. Okay. Books and given that open book and that your virtual book club is where that came from. Who would be your favourite author? I love Marion Keyes. Like just, so many people do. I know and I can just see why. I remember my mom reading her books growing up and I hadn't read any of them until lockdown. And I just, they make you feel, you know, and they touch on things that are important and they make you laugh. I would be laughing and then I would be crying in the same, in the same sitting. Um, I particularly love, again, Rachel. And what was the first one called? The, the first, there was a, there was a first a trilogy book. of those yeah, books, yeah. wasn't there? Oh, yeah. Just so good. What we have though is a clip from the book Grown Ups, read by Marion Keyes herself. Bridie issued stern instructions to the younger kids that if their sorbets tasted in any way funny, they must desist from eating them with immediate effect. She actually said those words, desist, and with immediate effect. It was at times such as these that Johnny Casey wondered at the wisdom of sending children to expensive schools. They created monsters. Jessie resumed her spot at the head of the table. Everyone okay? 
she asked. Cheerful noises of assent rose, because that was how things rolled in Jessie's world. But when the hubbub quietened down, Ed's wife Cara said, I have to say it, I'm bored out of my skull. Good-humoured chortles followed, and someone murmured, You're gas. I'm not joking. Several heads jerked up from their sorbets. All conversations ceased. I mean, sorbets, Cara asked. How many more courses do we have to sit through? Couldn't we just have had a pizza? Louise, did you find yourself surprised to be picking up books that you associated with your mother? I suppose so, yeah. I said to, I remember she, I was reading a book last year and she said, I read that when I was pregnant with your sister. My sister's now 27, you know, and it's funny how they, how they translate even 25 years later. They still, the messages are still the same and it still hits you the same and it has the same impact and it's good writing. So yeah, they're brilliant. Let's move to television. What were you into as a child and a teenager? Oh, this is a fun one. And we used to love Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Saved by the Bell. Like they, they bring me back when I hear those those theme tunes, they bring me straight back. There's been quite a few listeners have, sorry, guests who have nominated Buffy in particular and a few with Sabrina. So let's hear Melissa Joan Hart as Sabrina accidentally turn popular girl Libby into a pineapple. Oh, goody, there's a lecture at MIT on the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. It's either at 8 or 10. I hate being a witch. I just turned the most popular girl in school into a pineapple. Why? Because it's the only thing you taught me how to do. (laughs) Chill. I can fix this. Trunks or rings? Hilda, there are other ways. Wedges? Sabrina doesn't know how to seal her spells yet, so... Popular girl is not a fruit. <laughs> there, all better. What am I doing in your house? You came over for a visit. <laughs> I would not. You did something to me. You sent me somewhere. Oh, it was small and it smelled like Hawaii. <laughs> Look, Libby, I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> not as sorry as you will be. You're an even bigger freak than I thought, and the whole school's gonna know about it. See, my way should be on a toothpick. <laughs> you know, in a few years' time, few years yet, you'll be sitting down watching that all again with your own children. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Things have changed a lot. I'm still such a big fan of those programmes. You know, Melissa Joan Hart, my uncles have a pub over in America, and she goes in there in Connecticut. And I remember when they told me that, I was like, oh my God, what? You have to tell me when I'll I'll... I'll get in the car, I don't know. And did you plane. ever get over to me? No, I never met her, no, but it would be so cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, what about adult television? What do you go for? At the moment, I'm a little bit behind everyone. I'm catching up on succession. You're I know. behind? I'm behind. Have yeah. you managed to avoid finding out what's happened? I have, yeah. We won't <laughs> You're spoil it for you. No, no. No, we're very big on not spoiling succession for people. It is so, so good. Yeah. I've How heard. far into it are you? So we're about halfway through the second season. That's all. I know, yeah. They're oh, long episodes have, though. You have so much to look forward to <laughs> and there is so much about to happen. Even at the end of the second season, there is a phenomenal shift that happens in it, mm. which you will love. And then it takes us into season three, perhaps. Maybe not the strongest of the four, but season four is just absolutely brilliant. Is that the last one? That's the last one. It's all over. It finished. But, you know, 
you're going to do very well not to find out what's happened. I know. Do you know what? It's nice to start a programme where you have a couple of seasons to look forward to. I feel like the last couple of things I've watched has only been one or two. I watched Kane there recently and it comes out, you know, one season at a yeah. time. Just the second season was out there. So good. You got into Kin, did you? Do you like that? Do you watch it? I haven't seen Kin. So let's just, before you tell me a little bit about it, have a clip from it. This is a clip in which, following a shooting retaliation from a rival gang, Mikey Kinsler, played by Charlie Cox, is torn between wanting to help his brother Jimmy, played by Emma J. Scanlon, seek his revenge and staying above the fray. And we should give you the strong language warning. You see the shooter? No. This lad more. It wasn't the trigger man, but he ordered it. You don't know, but he's a melty little prick drink up there. Drink up. He'd be keeping his head down low. But everyone gets sloppy, and when he does, we will be waiting for him. Well, I can't be involved in any of that. Not if I want to see Anna. Okay. What about Jamie? Doesn't he count? Fuck you, Michael. You've done it before for money, do it now for family. So, what was it about Ken that really got you? I just found myself, like, dying to know what was going to happen after every single episode. You know, and I think that's rare that, that that happens. And also, it's based in Dublin, so I was kind of, like, looking at the scenes, like, where are they? Where are they? You know, so it makes it extra interesting. Had you watched Love, Hate? Or are you yeah. too, yeah. yeah how did you watched. compare Kin to Love, Hate? Um, it's similar, but it's different in that Kin is kind of about the family gang. And yeah, I, I, I think I prefer Kin. Really, because Love, Hate had sort of the breakout stars and mm. uh, became so well known. And everyone was talking about what was happening in it in a way that doesn't seem to have happened with Kin think, nearly yeah. a decade later. Yeah, yeah, I suppose maybe Love Hate was the first of its kind, you know, it was kind of bold and bringing those topics to, to people on for the first time. Yeah, okay. Mm. Anyway, so you have many more of Open Books to come. Have you a whole series planned at this stage? Yes, we're out weekly. We have our bonus episodes on Monday and then our full episodes on Wednesdays. And we have another couple of months left of season two, so... Come and join us. Best wishes for that. Louise Cooney, thank you very much for joining us on the Culture Club here on The Last Word in Today FM. That's it for this evening's programme. Big thank you to my entire production team. We'll be back tomorrow at half past four. Until then, for me, Matt Cooper, have a very good evening. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.